This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. All righty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio, live inside of Club Pod. Steve Olsher hanging out with the man himself, Mr. Dean Grazzi, O.C., We'll be joined by other friends here as well as we make our way through the discussion around how to own your future and who better to get us started in this conversation than the man himself, Mr. Dean Graziosi. Had a man, I, I tell you, it's been—it seems like it's been a lifetime since uh, we did your feature in Podcast Magazine. That uh, that feature in Podcast Magazine changed changed your future, didn't it, Dean? Uh, always, always, man. How's it going, Steve? Good to hear from you. <laughs> it's going really, really good. Great having you here, man. I know you've got uh, a million things going on. Uh, you are in the middle of what could very well be the largest launch in internet history with the Own Your Future Challenge and as you move folks into Project Next. So I, I really want to just make sure that we're aware of the time. I know that you're incredibly busy. So let, let's just jump straight into it. And for those of you who have not yet met Dean, uh, I don't know where you've been because Dean Graziosi, I mean, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a man among men. And so I will tell you that with his work over the years in, in the worlds of, of personal development and in, in marketing, I mean, just a true renaissance man. Like when you, when you look up renaissance man in, in Wikipedia, you kind of find Dean standing right there with the picture, and now is uh, is doing as much as he's doing with uh, with Tony Robbins and leading that organization. Man, how do how do you find t- like talk about owning your future, dude? Like, how did, would you have ever even guessed that you would be where you are today if you had been asked that question five years ago? No, not in a million years, and, and it just shows what's possible. For <laughs> listen, believe me, if I could be here, you know, it's it's a it's cliche, but means anybody can. Um, great to be here with you, Steve. First off, thank you, and everybody who's with us tonight. I know there's lots of today. I know there's lots of opportunities and things to listen to, and from Clubhouse podcasts, everything. But you're here, so we're gonna we're definitely gonna do the best we can to help you see a vision on how to own your future. This is a this is definitely a crazy time in the world. Uncertainties at an all time high. But it's also a time when we can, if we can reshift, shift our focus and see the opportunity. It's also one of those rare times in history that we could thrive. So anything I can do to support you. And and people ask me that all the time. I'm going to answer that question, Steve, even if it wasn't a question of how do I do it all? Um, no, I never thought I'd be here. But secondly, how do I get it all done? And I think this is, if nothing else, take this lesson. Really spend the time identifying what's important to you and what success means to you right now in your life because it shifts all the time. And the one thing that I really obsess on is what are my 10 out of 10s? And what's 10 out of 10 for me is being the best dad I could be, being a, a great husband to my amazing wife, Lisa, who I, I wanna fall more in love with every day. Um, being a leader to my team, cause they're like my family and trying to make an impact on this world. Pretty much I say yes to those four things. I say yes, last night I, I went to little league practice with my son and then drink 80 miles an hour to my daughter's softball game and then went back and got my son. That's a 10 out of 10 for me because I love the car rides with my kids and they're telling me about stuff in school, right? Date night, being with my wife, like doing a challenge like we're doing. It's like we get to change the world, but nothing else gets my attention. And I really love to give all of you guys the gift of saying no. Yes, get you out of Egypt. No takes you to the promised land. If there's people in your life that don't fire you up anymore, they bring you down, your phone rings and you want to hide your phone. Maybe they got to go. 
Maybe there's a hypnotic rhythm of, of a routine that you used to do that served you, but now going to happy hour three days a week really doesn't serve your bigger future or certain people. Like really, I mean this, really identify what success means to you and say no to everything else. Yeah, I love that. And so so to that to that end, let me ask you a question because when I, when we sat down and I interviewed you, God, I feel like it was a lifetime ago, but I know it was only about a, a year ago or, or whatever it was. You you shared something with me that was brand new to your thinking in that moment because it was brand new to Tony's thinking in that moment. I'm speaking about Tony Robbins here. And so I know you and Tony have become extraordinarily close over the years, and I'm sure that friendship has helped you to grow in, in massive ways. I know for me, being a part of uh, what we call a brotherhood with people uh, who I very much admire, and we get together and, and go really, really deep on a, on a quarterly basis together. I mean, beyond business deep, I mean, just sharing personal things that we've never shared yeah. before with each other really really helped us uh, all to, to elevate our games. Tony shared with you something that he realized on a week-long retreat, uh, retreat when he was in India. And he, and he shared with you that he recognized for the first time in his life that, look, life is going to happen. Business is going to happen. Things are going to happen. You're going to move through whatever it is that comes your way with a choice. And the choice being, either way, you're going to reach the other side of it. And the question is, are you going yep. to stress as you're going through it? And you're going to be in this, you know, kind of that roller coaster, the ebbs and the flows and the this and the other or you can attempt to, as often as possible, go through what you are dealing with in a state of bliss. And, and when we first talked about this, it was pretty new to you at that point. So I'm curious, how have you incorporated that philosophy over the last year since the, since the last time that we chatted? And can you describe how perhaps that has impacted your life and, 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 your, and being able to create your own future? Yeah, really, really great memory, Steve, and it really was impactful. Um, so what Tony shared with me, and, and he has, had already been great at it, was that we can get through very difficult times in our lives and still be in a beautiful state. He called it, he called it a beautiful state. Literally, like Steve said, he flew here and just had such an epiphany that um, – that he wanted to be able to get through tough times in his life um, and not have to really, like we all do, we all go down the road of what could go wrong and the stress is on a whole nother level. So long story short, um, when something disappoints you, where our focus goes, right? With COVID, we could focus on what we lost, whose fault it is, where's it gonna go? Where's the world gonna be in a year? But what's also available is to focus on what we learned. And we learned a lot about ourselves during COVID. A lot of people said enough with this career or enough of living someone else's dream or I need to build something of my own so it doesn't shift, right? We always have the availability to focus on what we lost and what could go wrong, but we have the opportunity to focus on what we gained and what could go right. So what that beautiful state did for me is what I identified in that moment is I've created a lot of success in my life, but probably some of it unhealthy. I used to take it as a, like a, as a pride, you know, in pride that I'd wake up in the middle of the night and, and solve a problem and stay up all night and stress about it until it was solved. And I found a way that I found in myself. And again, this might be different for you guys that when something major came up, I went into this and, and I love to call it, um, you know, a success trap. I went into this stressful thing. I'd get on a whiteboard and I'd lay it out and I'd stay up all night if I have to and I'd solve the problem. But I would do it with this 
level of angst and I'd be like, "Hun, I got to get this done. I can't do it right now. And I, I figured a way, especially in the last year, um, the last year and a half to say, that's a success trap. I'm going to still be successful. I could still solve this problem. Yes, it sucked. Yes, I can learn from it. Yes, I wish it didn't happen, but I don't have to be in that state. I could find a way to still be in a loving, confident, beautiful place and still have a shitty problem going on that I need to solve. Now, way easier said than done, but when it's consciously on the front of your mind and you see yourself going in that bad place, you could say, hey, this is a shitty situation that we can solve in a different state. And the more I've done it, I bet you I've decreased the suffering because let's face it, we all suffer in our own way. We suffer when things go wrong. We suffer when people let us down. We suffer when the deal doesn't happen. We suffer when the relationship ends. We can either suffer or find a way to make that a different state. And it, I just want to tell you, it's beyond possible because I had some habits for decades that are that are on the being gone. Yeah. And let, let me ask you this. So how how has your, and, and I see Lisa's hanging out here, and Lisa, we never had a chance to meet, you, but I've seen you obviously with, with Dean and the photos and the videos and, and he talks so highly of you every time your name comes up in a conversation. Uh, and so congratulations on what you guys have created together. I'm curious, how, how has that relationship over the past year evolved through COVID and really helped you to look at your future differently? Uh, relationship with Tony or with Lisa? With Lisa. Oh, good. That's a better question. That's easier. Um, uh, you know, here's the here's the cool part is, um, and I'm going to resort back to Tony. Tony was a great. You said you get you have your group of friends, Steve, and you get together, and it's way deeper than just talking about business. Tony and I talk about business, but that that was the that's the smallest part of our relationship. Uh, Tony and his wife Sage have the most gorgeous love of anyone I've ever seen. They, they're 22 years in and they can't keep their hands off each other. They respect each other. They love each other. It's not, it's not Instagram love. It's when no one's watching. And a couple of things I learned from Tony during this evolution were that imagine, and I'm going to ask everybody listening right now, imagine feeling love when you give love, not when you receive it. Imagine if you could shift your mind that you felt the deepest sense of love in your life when you gave it. And then secondly, imagine if you never kept score. So you did, this is, now this is scary, right? Because you give somebody all of you, you're, you're feeling love when you get it. You're not keeping score. But where that's led to in Lisa and I's relationship is unbelievable. She's my best friend. We've, we fall more in love because we can't do enough for each other. And the cool part is we both uh, signed up for the not keeping score and how can we feel love by giving love. It's a scary place, but I watched Tony do it. And I watched it in such an elegant way that I, I wish I could gift it to everyone because you watch when you're first in love, everything's beautiful. It doesn't matter what happens. You know, anything could go wrong. You're like, oh, it's beautiful, it's love. But then over time, it's like, wow, I think I'm contributing more. I pay all the bills. I don't even think she's cleaning the house. Or I pay the bills and he should be doing this or vice versa. And you start keeping score and then you start holding back love until he steps up or holding back love till she steps up. And then all of a sudden you're living in two different worlds. Intimacy is stopped and you're texting someone else, right? And what I've learned is that Man, it is such an amazing gift. And maybe I feel blessed that I found the perfect person that wanted to jump on board with that with me. But we find love by lighting each other up. 
and we don't keep score. And sometimes, man, especially with her right now and handling our baby and all, she's definitely winning. If we were keeping score, she's winning, but we don't. And I hope that helped. I'm sure, man. I appreciate that. And let's do this. So I want to make sure that if you have a question for Dean, that's a beautiful thing about being here uh, in Clubhouse. And so if you're listening to the podcast edition of this here on Reinvention Radio, uh, make sure you do join us in Clubhouse, in Club Pod. Always have the opportunity to come up, ask questions, and I try to keep things super interactive. So for those of you hanging out here uh, with us in Club Pod here live, if you have a question for Dean, feel free, raise your hand. I'll bring you up. I know Alex uh, had a question. I want to make sure that I get to as many of you as possible here during the limited amount of time that we have with Dean here today. Uh, but I do also want to give you the opportunity, and we put the link uh, here at the top, right? You can see it right there in the title. It's a bit.ly link, so bit.ly forward slash O-Y-F, lowercase, and then a capital C, and it has to be in that structure there, but bit.ly forward slash O-Y-F, capital C, so for Own Your Future Challenge. This is this is easily going to be, I, I mean, just given where you guys are at right now, seeing where you were at before, and, and just knowing what is going to happen here over the next couple of weeks here, I believe this will be the, the biggest online challenge that we have ever seen in terms of the number of participants and so you are going to be changing a massive amount of lives here over the next couple of weeks here. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, before we get to Alex and his question, of course, if you guys have questions uh, as well, you, Kai, I'll bring you up here in one second. Uh, tell us about the, the Own Your Future Challenge and why folks should pop onto that link there and join us. Well, think about it. In this, when the world shifts like this, you know, it's, we have a tendency without realizing to play small. We kind of sit on our hands and see where the world's going. We're waiting for it to go back to where it was or fix it. And the fact of the matter is if, if we don't own our future, someone else is going to. There's no one coming to fix us. There's nobody waving a magic wand. We, and when you take ownership of your future, your time, your decisions, it's liberating. Because if you fail, it's on you. If you succeed, it's on you. So Tony and I did a big challenge in January about mindset. We put 800,000 people in it. And it was unbelievable. 187 countries, people, like, it was just game changing. But the biggest request we got after that was, okay, my mindset's good, but where do I shift? How do I create my own economy? What business should I go into? How do I start? So we've just been talking about it for months and we decided let's do a challenge on helping people know where the puck is going, right? Wayne Gretzky, if you've ever seen that quote, they said, why are you so good? He said, most people skate to where the puck is. Uh, the hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, the best in the world, he said, I yeah. figured out how to where the puck is going. And what we wanted to do is pull back the curtain for five days and show people where the puck is going, introduce them to this incredible industry, an industry that everybody could be a part of, that you could bolt onto your current company or make it as a startup. And we just got obsessed on it. We started thinking of one day, then a three day, then the five day. And we said, let's do a half a million, like screw it. How do we help shift the global economy? We shift the economy in people's homes. Let's go for a million people. And then we started asking our friends like Brendan Burchard and Jenna Kutcher and Shailene Johnson and, and Jamie Kern Lima, who's, you know, she started at Denny's and then sold it cosmetics for $1.3 billion in cash. So we just started acquiring all these great speakers and people who've been through this experience. So now it's the own your future challenge. It starts May 11th, five days, probably about two hours a day. And we're going to pull back the curtain and show people how to own their economy. If they own their mindset, that's the first thing. Now it's time to learn the capabilities to thrive. And I know, I know you have a bit.ly link. But we also, I'd encourage you, there's a, another link, ownit52.com. That, that's, it goes to the same place as the bit.ly link above. And I would say when you're done listening, seriously, don't hesitate. This, everybody says this is once in a lifetime. This truly is once in a lifetime. To get Tony, myself, and all these speakers, to, and they're all coming for free. Not one of them is 
uh, paid to be here, all coming hell-bent to show you how to thrive in this shifting world. It's going to be pretty amazing. And, and not only go register when you're done and put it in your phone, but send that link to everybody you know because they'll have major FOMO if they don't uh, attend. It's going to be something pretty spectacular. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate the specifics around that. Let me let me do some rapid fire stuff here. I want to make sure we get to as many questions as possible. That's one of the beautiful sure. things about Clubhouse. Uh, let me get to Alex first, since you've been so patiently waiting. Alex, what's your question for Dean? Hey, Steve. First off, thanks for Club Pod, man. This is like to me the most helpful club on Clubhouse. So I appreciate you hosting this. And Dean, I've been a huge fan following you for the last three years now. And I just registered it on yourfuturechallenge.com. So thanks for that. Appreciate it. Looking forward to that in a couple of days here. Um, I have two questions. I know we're going to do rapid fire, so I'll just get to one probably here. So with, right. with my business, I'm kind of in the place of all hands on deck, if you will, because we're just now growing it. We just broke the six figures uh, mark for a year and about to hit the five figures mark for a month. Uh, so we're just, just shy of that right now. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's, it's really serving a lot of people as well. So I'm excited about that. And my question is right now, I'm kind of, not kind of, I am out of balance right now. And it, it's known in my life. I've told my friends that for a little bit, I have to do this. How do you still make life seem meaningful when you're working a lot more than you know you are going to in the future? I know it's a sprint, it's temporary, but what mindset do you find that you need to maintain during this time? If that makes sense. I hope I was clear with that. Totally clear, man. First off, congratulations. I know anybody who's got a business going, you had to take uncomfortable, imperfect action. You had people in your life tell you you were crazy and you kept moving forward. That's the most amazing thing about an entrepreneur, right? We we make shit up and then we make it real, even though no most people don't believe in us. So congratulations for your success and moving forward. And, and here's what I'd say. Two, two quick answers. One is I would do what I, I kind of shared. I would, I would obsess on what you can say no to. So I would audit everything that eats up your time over the next week. Like literally, do, do this for me, humble me. And, and literally on a journal or a yellow pad or in your phone, write down all the things you do. And then at the end of the week, decide which one of those, some of those things can be automated, delegated, or eliminated. As we grow, I still do this, Alex. I still do this on a quarterly basis. I still have to say no to so many things because the things I used to do used to get me to X amount, to what, you know, five figures a month but I need new capabilities and do different things that could get me to six figures a month, right? So analyze everything you do and figure out, eliminate, automate, and de or delegate. And I have to tell you, there's some things that you're doing right now that someone else can do. It used to be something you should do, now you can pay them to do it, and you can do the things that bring in more revenue. Get amazing at what you're already good at, Alex. Don't try to work on the things you're weak at. That'll, that'll cripple your business from growing. Hire someone. And so then if you can say no, Go deeper on the things that bring you more money and make more impact. That's one thing. Second thing, when you think how to do certain things as you're starting to create revenue, start thinking who could come in and help you. Who versus how. I heard that first from a friend of mine, Dean Jackson, it changed my life. Like, we're always like, how do I get this done? How do I ramp up my accounting? How do I ramp up sales? How do I ramp up marketing? How do I get a new CRM? Instead of thinking how, who has already done it? Who can you kind of check for or hire as a consultant that can expedite the learning curve? Sometimes a $5,000 check saves you half a million in, in retrospect. And then lastly, just always remember what you're fighting for, man. Uh, I guarantee you, for you to have the passion you have and doing what you're doing, you're fighting for something bigger, more freedom, more control, take care of your family. Sell yourself on that every day because you got to go in the depth of crazy sometimes to come out on the other side. Love that. Man, I love that. I got to say that uh, the, the three words you said there, automate, delegate, uh, eliminate, 
I have those three words written down and I'm uh, already, um, I've been doing that for the last like three weeks. So it's great reinforcement here from you and the whole who versus how. I first heard that from Greg McEwen. I was on a, a call with him and uh, he told me that my biggest problem was I keep on thinking what I need to do instead of who else could be doing it. So nice. um, such well, good points, Dean. Really, really thankful. Well, if two people told you, then it means you got to do it, man. Good luck, Alex. Keep killing Thank it. you. There you go. And if Dan Sullivan just wrote a book called Who Not How, I think it's probably yep. uh, it's probably a good motto to live by. All right, let's keep, uh, let's keep rocking and rolling here. Uh, Stephanie, let's go ladies first here. Stephanie, what is your question for Dean? Go ahead and unmute yourself. There you go. Yep. Hi, thanks so much for this opportunity. Um, yep, let's keep it brief. Straight over. to the question, if you can, yes. please. Yep. The question is about uh, the children coming into the world today and about how we can support them. I'm a conscious mom of a seven-year-old and a three-year-old um, and always just looking to supplement what they are receiving in a traditional school system. And uh, things like you and Tony will be teaching um, is something I will learn, but also to just translate to them. So any suggestions to support the kids coming into this world through us who know who they are, who know why they're here, and who don't want to wait until they're a grown-up to disrupt and to improve the industries that need disrupt, disruption and improvement. Yeah, great question, Stephanie. And I have a 14, a 12, and a 13-month-old. So I get it, and it's it's on my mind all the time. And one thing to remember is, you know, I think every generation thinks their kids were born in a time when the world's going to hell in a handbasket. The world seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket right now, but I'm sure they thought that during World War One and World War Two, and uh, you know, and, and every other every other time in history. And it takes people like you, Stephanie, who are consciously aware enough to ask the right questions and to step up and help create leaders. And I I think you know, for me, what I want to what I do with my children is I'm trying to teach them the skills that they won't learn from anybody else but someone like us but from a podcast like this, but you know, from what Tony Robbins and myself and other great and, and other people uh, uh, teach, right? So for me, I wanna build character and value in my children and a character that's unstoppable. I don't know what direction they're gonna go. I don't know if, uh, my son might run for president and my son's 12 years old. He's obsessed with helping the world, like more than, and not just like, like, like digging in, trying to understand politics and everything. He might, I don't know, all I can do is fuel the man he can be and help his character and values through all my life experiences. And it sounds like you're already doing that. Wow. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Great question. Great answer. Thanks, Dean. Continue to fire through this. Let's go to uh, Ukai and then we'll go to uh, Jamie and then to Eric. So I, I know it doesn't look right on the screen, but that's the order we're going to knock it out in. So Ukai, please. Hey, Dean, thank you so much for the things that you are sharing with us here. Dean, I've got a quick question. You are playing at the highest possible level. I am uh, extending or expanding right now, and I want to know uh, what qualities do I look for in a potential business partner to help me spread the work that I'm doing? Okay, great question. Uh, Yukai, pleasure to meet you. Um, so here's what I know. When I first went into business and I, I got partners, I, was, I would always look for, if I had partners, look for someone that was in complete alignment with me the way I thought, uh, my actions, my enthusiasm, my energy. And sometimes even though I matched the enthusiasm and the excitement, I really needed someone that thought the complete opposite of me but had the same values as me. You see, I got delusioned by someone being excited and seeing the opportunity and a hard worker, 
But I didn't at first look under the hood enough to see, are we aligned with what we believe in? Are we aligned on the end result? If it was a year from now and it was the best year of our lives, what would his or her end result be and what would mine be? So here's what I'd say. I would say, find somebody who's not exactly like you. They bring, if you bring your unfair advantages, you bring your unique ability, your capabilities, your best self, right? Let's say you're good at sales and you're good at innovation. Well, you don't want to bring someone else in that's great on sales and innovation. You want someone to bring someone that's good with standing operating procedures and KPIs and organization and structure, right? Like I love the book, uh, Rocket Fuel, right? Like read Rocket Fuel. Like if you're an innovator, bring in someone that's an integrator. If you're an integrator, bring an innovator in, bring in the opposite of you. And then simultaneously though, even though they're the opposite in how they feel, make sure your values align. And one of the greatest questions to see if your values align is just simply say, hey, if it was a year from now, and this partnership was absolutely amazing. I'd love for you to say, share what you think that looks like. If it's completely opposite, we're just making money. It doesn't matter what we're doing as long as the cash flow is coming in and you want to impact the world and change lives, you might have a little problem, right? So that's that's my advice. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Dean. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks You're so welcome. much, Ukai. Good to have you here. Uh, let's, let's do this real quick, quick reset. We're hanging out with Dean Graziosi today, talking about how to own your future, hanging out here in club pod. If you're not a part of club pod, please put your little thumb on that, uh, greenhouse there up at the top. Dean, of course, we'd love to have you join us in club pod as well. So we can have you back whenever you would like to join us here. And we're talking about the own your future challenge as well. There's a bit.ly link at the top. Dean, Tony Robbins, Jenna Kutcher, Brenner Burchard. I mean, there's just the, 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 the folks that are leading this challenge are literally the best of the best. It'll be taking place here. When does it start, Dean? I want to make sure I get the right start date. May 11th, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, so you got the bit.ly link at the top, bit.ly forward slash OYF capital C. So it's for Own Your Future Challenge, lowercase on the OYF capital C. That'll get you into the challenge. I'll be taking part in it. There's over 300,000. We anticipate there being over a million people in this challenge, we just, we just passed a half a million. <laughs> there you so go. I can't even keep up. Can't, can't even keep up with you guys. That's amazing. And so happy and excited to be a part of it. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Dean, out of respect for your time, how much time do we have here? And I want to get to Jamie next, but how much time do we have for you? I got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Sweet. Let's rock and roll. Make it fast, Jamie. Fire. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks for having me, Dean. Good meeting you. I've uh, Dean. I've seen you talk about challenges since you're running this one here. Just. Uh, Maybe some quick comments on your thoughts or recommendations for people uh, just around challenges. I, I assume you're a huge supportive of them. Just any advice you have for others that are looking to uh, try to do the same. So here's what I'd say. What's great about a challenge in today's world, everybody should hear this, and this is what we're going to be doing over those five days, is we get to deliver value in advance. There, you're, you're not Day one when you come, you'll be like, holy crap, I can't believe these guys just gave it to me for free. I mean, it's going to rock your world. Day two, holy shit. I can't believe these guys brought these speakers in and delivered that for free. We're in a time where we get the opportunity to deliver value in advance. So at the end of delivering value in advance, if people want to continue with Tony and I and get more education and not let that be the end of the challenge, but the beginning, they could say, wow, these guys gave me a ton. So what's cool about a challenge, Jamie and everybody listening, is if people come, and don't do anything, they leave with more value, we change their life and deliver them stuff they couldn't get anyplace else. 
or they leave happy or they do that and they say, I'm going to continue with Tony and Dean. I want to get whatever they have. That's what's amazing about a challenge. It's kind of the way I've run my business for two decades, Jamie, and now everybody calls it a challenge, which is great. So what I'd suggest is this. You're probably already signed up. If you're not, sign up for the challenge, but then watch the entire thing, but don't watch it as just a spectator. Watch it on how you can model it because the same model that we're doing, it's an accordion. Tony and I are hopefully going for a million people, but simultaneously it could be shrunk down and you could do it with 50 people on a Facebook group. We teach people how to do that, right? So I would model the emails, the registration page, the VIP page, the, the thank you page and confirmation page, model what we do in the Facebook group. Like the blueprint is right in front of you. So if you're in this industry, you're crazy not to be in it. And if you're not, you should be the observer. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's really You're sage welcome. advice. And and just for a little bit of behind the scenes here, because we just finished up uh, our own launch. We, we did our own challenge. We're actually going to be doing our Crushing It With Clubhouse challenge here coming up really soon. Let, let me ask you this, Dean. So give us a sense of behind the scenes, because people see what you do and everything that you guys do is is really, I mean, absolutely top notch. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's always well done as an affiliate, as somebody who participates and supports. And by the way, uh, if you do click that link or if you come to the bit.ly link and you join us uh, in this challenge with the bit.ly forward slash OIF capital C, so for Own Your Future Challenge, that is an affiliate link. Yes, we'll make a dollar or 12 or however many we make. So just know it's an affiliate link. But I will tell you that as a partner of yours and as a participant in your challenges, what your team creates is absolutely world class. So Speak to that in terms of the experience and making things world-class for your partners and for your participants. And how big is the team behind the scenes? So we have, uh, my team is about 70 people. Um, but there's probably 12 obsessing on this nonstop. Um, I mean, it takes the whole company to do it. But, you know, it's, it's different doing it with, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 80,000 or a million people. Having a million people show up, it just, it just, but it's not, it's like an accordion and what I told Jamie, it, it really, the same model you'll probably use, Steve, for crushing it with podcast. Did you say crushing it with podcasts? Crushing it with Clubhouse, uh, appropriately with, enough. Yes, the crushing it with Clubhouse yeah, challenge. Right. Yeah, crushing it with Clubhouse. Um, it really is the same model no matter what size you are and it really could be, it, it really is an accordion. It's why I love it. I mean, I, I've really done a similar challenge model for probably 15 years. Now it just happens to be more trendy. Um, and here's the cool part. Everybody loves a challenge. Uh, it's great to challenge people to take uncomfortable action. And when it comes to, thank you for the comments on, on doing it, uh, top notch. We really try world we class, really try brother, world class. Uh, but simultaneously we have students that do it with a graphic they made on their phone and they did it on a, uh, the whole challenge through a face free Facebook group and we're able to teach through Facebook and still did amazing and impacted lives. So I love the fact that you say that, man, because we work really hard. We work obsessively to deliver massive value and make it look beautiful. But the fact of the matter is people just want the knowledge and the value and people want to get people want to know how to crush it on Clubhouse, right? So no, don't be intimidated by it all looking perfect and me having 70 people because we have people doing it with no employees, still impacting lives, helping others and generating money. Got it. I appreciate that. Jamie, thanks for the question. Eric, popcorn question before we get over to uh, Polana and then hopefully we'll be able to get uh, Dylan in here as well. Good to see some friends hanging out with us here uh, in Club Pod. If this is your first time joining us here in Club Pod, please put your thumb on that little green house up at the top. 
and uh, and and join us. We have rooms going pretty much twenty four seven. Always trying to elevate the podcast industry. Talking about podcast industry, the the podcast culture, the podcasting is. I mean, just you name it. If it's all things podcasting taking place here, and of course we talk social audio as well in Club Pod. So join us if you're not a part of the fun. Eric, what is your question for Mister Dean? Uh, thanks, Steve. And uh, Dean, appreciate all that you do. I uh, loved Millionaire Success Habits and the Better Life Journal. Just following up on something oh, okay. you said earlier, uh, with any relationship, let's say a friendship, how do you not keep score if you feel that you're giving and serving too much and not getting a whole lot in return? So I, I'm going to refer. What's up, Eric? Pleasure. Thank you for uh, the support and loving my book. So here's Here's something I'm going to fall back on Tony because he's he's made a big impact on my life and now he's a dear friend. But um, he said something a long time ago that I, I heard him say to someone else who was going through a tough time in a relationship. And he said, what if you treated the next 90 days like the first 90 days, right? In the first 90 days of any relationship, a personal relationship, business relationship, it's like, we got this. Everything's perfect. Love. I mean, you know, it's like the, the first 90 days is like, if uh, your partner has a seed in their tooth, it's like, oh, so cute. And then a year later, it's like, oh, so annoying. Always oh, has seeds in his teeth, right? It's like, it's just a different world. So that whole not keeping score thing, it was a really great question. And, and the best answer I could give you is if you're in a spot where the scorekeeping has built any resentment or feeling that you feel like you're holding back a little because you're giving so much and not get it back, what I'd encourage you to do is treat the next 90 days like it was the first 90 days. And, you know, people say if you, if you treated the, la- the, the last 90 days like the first 90 days, there'd never be an end, but that's not always true. And what I would consider is going all in on your, it's a partnership, a friendship, relationship, love relationship. I would go all in where you don't keep score, where you do the things that you did when you first started, where you listen more attentively. You don't, you don't have the, the baggage of, of the scorekeeping. And go all in. And at the end of 90 days, what I've seen, because I've been doing this decade because I got it from Tony, is about half the time the partner steps up and sees that love and starts back. It's, it's magical. And the other half of the time, the person doesn't. And there's got to be a deeper conversation at the end of that 90 days. Yeah, I love that 90 day. I mean, hell, that's a 90 day challenge right there in and of itself. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I appreciate the question. Uh, let's, let's go ladies first. Paulina, just a quick question for the man himself, Dean Graziosi, hanging out with us as we talk about owning your future. Hey, Steve. Thanks so much for having me here. For sure. Hi, for Dean. Sure. Uh, my, question, my question is... Uh, You've been in this game and many games uh, for so many years. How do you keep your mindset uh, in a place where you still go? Because I think, I mean, I don't know, but I think financially you don't have to do it. How do you still motivate yourself and what motivates you today versus what motivated you 20 years ago? Uh, really good question. Um, here, it's We always have to recreate our compelling future, right? I mean, when I was 25, I never thought in a million years I would be where I'm at today. Like not even, I couldn't imagined uh, anything remotely close, but what keeps me going because I've gone past what my original goals and dreams were is I find something new that's so compelling. Like for me, I have silly analogies in my head, but in the, you know, the Northeast of the United States off of Cape Cod and Massachusetts, there's lighthouses. And I feel like the lighthouse is a guide for boats, right? To either avoid or come closer. Um, 
I always have to have a new lighthouse that I park out in front of me that I'm chasing towards. So for me, um, there's a couple of things. I always want the ability to be in control of my time and my future, be the dad I want to be, the husband I want to be, the leader, the friend. I said that before. But also at this phase of my life, it's about serving and giving back. Like I want to help empower. But the reason we're doing this challenge, Tony doesn't need to do it. I don't need to do it. We want to help empower a million people. And I'm hell bent on it. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking, how do I get to a million? People need this. Like I'm screwing them over if I don't get a million people to join us. And they're going to gain great capabilities. And let's add another piece. So I get fired up on the thing that's my current lighthouse. But it changes all the time. I believe my next 20 years will be about service about really impacting the world. Because you're right, and I don't mean that in a cocky way, but I, I could bail and, and never work a day in my life. And then who would I be? I think we're all put on this earth to grow and serve. And, uh, and if we grow, contribute, serve, we get to be the best version of ourselves. So at least that's my philosophy, and, and it, it gets my ass out of bed at 5 o'clock every single morning. So I hope that helps. Love that great answer. Thank you for the question, Paulina. Uh, Dylan, let's drop it over to you. And uh, then out of respect for, for, for Dean, got to let him get back to the... <laughs> to, the, to the half million folks waiting that'll soon be a million and uh he's got the challenge coming up here dylan let me give you an opportunity to ask dean graziosi a question and then uh dean will let you wrap up yeah i appreciate the opportunity and dean i uh I'm, I, I lived in scottsdale arizona for a while and i remember watching you climb camelback mountain for some of your videos and uh, you know i just have uh okay. many memories watching your content and you know watching your uh, your success grow um my, my question would be, what's the one question that people don't ask you that you wish they did? I know everyone asks the same couple questions, but I know that there's always those few questions you're like, I hope somebody would just ask this so I could give them the real, real. And I'm wondering what that question is that you wish people asked you that they don't. Um, really good question. Um, I would say that people would assume that I don't feel like an imposter sometimes and that I'm not scared moving forward. And the fact of the matter is I still get scared for next level things. I still feel like an imposter some days. I still feel like, wow, when are people going to realize I'm not that smart, <laughs> that, that, I, that I got here because of grit and grind. So I just think, I think that would be a good question because I know what it's like to be scared. I know what it was like to be scared when I was broke and 17 and 19 and didn't go to college and thought, you know, all my friends had life because they got to go off to school and do cool things and I had to stay and work in my dad's collision shop and we had no money and crazy shit. I know what it was like to be scared then. I know it was like to be scared when I started my business and I, like this is on my own. Like if I fail, I got nothing. And I know what it's like to go through a couple different turns in the economy when it turned into winter and I wasn't prepared and I wasn't smart enough and I didn't put money away and almost lost everything. You know, and I know it was like to go through a divorce five years ago and be and worried about my kids, right? Worried about, would they be okay? Um, yeah, so fear is still there and insecurities are still there, but that's, that's not something I don't think that ever goes away. What we do is need to build our courage muscle. We need to build the ability to handle bigger problems, right? We want a bigger world. We want to make more money. We want to solve, we got to solve bigger problems. It's simple as that. And by playing small, or letting that self-doubt or that inner doubt be in control, there's no way you'll ever tackle the things you need to tackle. So um, anyway, I, I hope that uh, I hope that was a, a good answer, but the fear will always be there. It's You just don't let the inner villain be in charge. Let the inner hero be in charge. 
Love that. Great answer. And uh, people have been talking about imposter syndrome all week long on this app. So that uh, I think resonated with a lot of people. So I appreciate your vulnerability and for sharing that with us. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. All right. So let's let's do this, Dean. I know I know you got to get back at it, man. So let's let's wrap here. Great hanging out. If you guys have not uh, yet followed Dean, please do so. Let's go ahead and get him. Uh, get a few, come on, Dean. We got to let's let's get Dean over thirty two k here today if we can. So go ahead and give him a quick follow. Uh, again, if you're not part of Club Pod, just put your thumb on the little greenhouse there up at the top. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you didn't see the feature that we did on Dean. Uh, in Podcast Magazine, make sure you go to clubpod.club and you grab a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine and then you can see the feature that we did on him um, in one of the earlier issues back in, uh, I believe it was March of, of 2020. And let's make sure, 100% sure, that all of you go to bit.ly, so the small bit.ly link forward slash with an O-Y-F like Frank, C like Charlie for Own Your Future Challenge. Make sure it's a lowercase O-Y-F and then a capital C. So the bit.ly link, bit.ly forward slash O-Y-F capital C for the Own Your Future Challenge. I'm going to be taking part in that with Dean and Tony and Jenna and Brendan and so many others that are going to be leading that challenge starting on May 11th. Is that right, Dean? I don't want to get the date wrong again. Did I get it wrong? May 11th? Yep. Okay, I got and it And right. Steve, I got to tell you, Please. it's only the third time have ever been on on clubhouse i know it is man and i'm so thrilled that you opted to do that here in club pod and super excited to get you reacquainted with all the fun going on here uh in clubhouse and and it means a lot to me that you did this i i really do respect the bejeebers out of you man i've seen what you've done over the years i've been uh, a fan of your career now for for the better part of geez easily a decade and just watching you grow and watching the relationship with Lisa really blossom and just seeing how much of a better place you're in now versus uh, not to say you were in a bad place before, but it just, it's, it's so incredible to watch and just gives us all hope to see that no matter where we are, there's always another level that we can get to. And that is truly what the own your future challenge is all about. I look forward to participating in that. Any last words, anything that you want to offer here, Dean, before we wrap well, Steve, first off, thank you for the kind words, man. And I appreciate you. And we hit it off when we did it, our interview last year. And I, I appreciate all you do for the world and the success you've had. And, and for everybody else, listen, it's just a crazy time in the world. Let's just face it. And, and But the world needs role models and leaders right now more than ever. And I think we just got to realize that that role model and leader that other people need live inside us, right? If we want to change the global economy, we've got to change the economy of our home in our homes, right? We want to change the global conversation on things like race and connection and community. We got to change in our home and the people around us. No one's coming to save us. No one's waving a magic wand. No politicians are fixing it. We got this. And if not us, who? So I just think, I hope you come to the challenge, but if not, do something. Don't just sit and wait because there's no one coming to fix it. It's on us. And I think it's pretty liberating when you realize that. Yeah. Well, Dean, really, really excited to be taking part in the challenge with you and appreciate the kind words. Appreciate you hanging out with us here. This, if you missed any of this uh, and you're with us live here on Clubhouse and Club Pod, this will be released very, very soon. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the next few days, we're going to release this. So you'll see the full episode. You'll be able to hear the full episode uh, on my podcast, which is called Reinvention Radio. If you're listening to the podcast, of course, come and hang out with us in Club Pod on Clubhouse for Dean Graziosi. I am Steve Olsher. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with us here. And we'll talk to you guys really, really soon. Take care, everybody. 
You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 